welcome to the SEO Vault. I'm Chaz. I'm joined by Mark Lickenball from Local Client Takeover, Michael Miles from Web20. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is the first episode of the SEO Vault, where we're going to, uh, every week, we're going to give you the latest, greatest news about SEO. Uh, we'll have AMAs, we'll have special guest appearances. Um, this week, we're going to talk about some of the recent updates um, in SEO. The big one being the GMB update that we just passed. We're going to talk about what we saw in that with pagination going for a couple days. Uh, we'll talk about the rash of suspensions. We'll talk about um, how to keep safe. So make sure to take notes on that. We'll also cover the link attribute news as well. That's other big news in the industry. Um, guys, thanks for joining me. This is awesome. awesome. So, so, so I saw... Um, there was no correlation between account level suspensions. The best I could come up with that what it was was they increased the spam score a little bit, um, and it caught a bunch of listings. It caught legit businesses. It caught black hats. Others escaped. Um, you know, they were just above that threshold of suspension. Um, example, case in point, I have a batch of 50 uh, black hat listings that were from just lead gen. 16 of them went down from that update. They were all, you know, that was a, a batch that was all spun up from, you know, the same account. So it definitely was an account level because all 50 would have went down if it was an account level. Um, it wasn't method-based. It was, it was algorithmic-based, uh, something with the spam filter, the spam score, in my best opinion. Um, based on what we saw, again, we had legit businesses. We had black hat stuff that you know, equally, uh, equally were affected. And then we had some that weren't affected at all. So um, the best thing I can say with that is, you know, prepare yourself beforehand. Um, you know, if you're, if you have listings and they're important to you, make sure you have all your documents together, your business license, your storefront photos. Uh, that way, you know, you're prepared if an important listing does go down. Yeah, no, it's, it's very important. First of all, I know we've talked about this a lot, um, and it's come up with all the suspensions. How do you get a listing back, and is it possible? Um, and most of the time, the real question is, is it just financially worth it? Um, but with the with the update, I wanted to mention, too, it's interesting because you had talked about increasing the spam filter score, um, but that it's something that we don't really see when we look at it, when we see legitimate businesses that should have not been spammy, on any filter level and then for me you know with with 10 listings on one account under the same brand pointing to the same website and only two of them got suspended and none of them had any optimization done and with the pagination disappearing for a day or two it almost makes me wonder if what we saw wasn't necessarily an update but google trying to do something trying to test something um, because we saw the page added uh, pagination come legitimate business one day it was gone. I think. It was like twenty four hours. Spammy. It wasn't even that long. It wasn't long. And we saw a lot of suspensions come up before that occurred. And and now it's when I'm pretty sure we're going to still see the suspensions coming. And the real question is is um, I don't think what did Google do, but what are they trying to do? Kind of what are they working towards? Because they're not done yet. Like we're gonna still continue to see this happening and as we talked about before with all the pressure on Google with GMBs and local listings um, 
if they were to hide all that extra data it would almost be in their benefit to only sure. have 20 listings you know how many people actually go beyond 20 listings looking for for a local business so yeah it's unfortunate that we see you know so many listings getting hit but at the same time too um it's a huge opportunity for not only new client acquisition um but client retention if you have clients right now and you're doing anything with their website or gmbs or they just have gmbs i would suggest reaching out to them and just letting them know about what's going on in the industry like Chaz had said uh getting together paperwork uh business license you know photos videos walking around the office if you just you know let them know that getting this stuff together because in the event something does happen then they'll be ready um you know when if and when it does happen then it's a completely different situation than what was my seo doing when my listing got suspended versus oh he warned me about this a few weeks ago and this was a possibility so there is a lot of opportunity when we do see things like this happening in the industry i think it's healthy too to have a conversation about it because this is something we're dealing with intimately on the client on the agency side where we're seeing uh you know clients with legitimate listings you know suffer through these suspensions and it's like having that conversation beforehand where you're framing it in a way where it's like look there's a lot of links there's a lot of content on the internet to show that this isn't um, an individual thing these i mean these business owners don't know mm -hmm. they don't know that that <laughs> what's going on right now in a lot of cases and there's a lot of literature and, and, and content and, and conversation about it on the internet right from google help forums to big editorial articles and everything in between having those links available and just having a conversation now where it's like look this is a thing that's happening just like anything happens just like there's organic fluctuations or sometimes your adwords campaigns need tweaked because the you know a keyword group goes out of control it's part of digital marketing to have ongoing management that's what they hire us for and as an agency owner you guys can't forget that and make it more of like we un like they need to understand this is an issue and that you're on their team and you're the guy they need if they're going to work through this rather than not having the conversation if something goes wrong it's your fault so instead of it being your job to fix as part of a retainer or whatever you charge it becomes your fault that it happened and we we know that's how clients are mm -hmm. you know they they don't know any better so they'll definitely try to push they, they, because they don't know they don't right. know that it's all they know is they're listing their business and you and they're paying you the agency Correct. to yeah. promote them and you failed them somehow exactly so get your paperwork in order it's super important have that conversation with your client educate yeah. them um, you're gonna look like a rock star when you do you're gonna be it, it'll make it'll help make you the expert in their eyes if you aren't already right you're gonna explain what's happening in local how it could potentially hurt their business but what we can proactively do to mitigate that should it ever happen right, right. should should that instance ever happen here's what you need to do you need a business license in the business name and a lot of states and cities it's very easy to get a dba so make sure the name matches the business license make sure you have that storefront photo um even if it's uh even if it's a, a they have a shared desk somewhere right which is still i mean that is now still uh under google's terms of service allowed but they will want to see your signage on the desk your signage on the door 
Um, if there's a board in the in the lobby somewhere listing all the companies, make sure you're there. Get a picture of that, and then you save that. Should you ever need it, um, you save your lease. You know, a copy of a utility bill that has the business name, and that becomes a file should anything ever happen to that GMB listing. Uh, you can quickly, uh, relatively quickly, you know, move about getting that reinstated, and you'll have a lot of, uh, a lot of information they're going to ask you for. You already have it collected, so very important. Yeah, and I think that is a situation where getting a listing back for a client that would make perfect sense putting in that extra effort with some of these spam listings you know if you spend 50 or 100 dollars or uh you know they got extremely cheap at one point so you have to consider the fact that yeah you you can get some of those listings back you know you can call google enough um, i know people that have that have just got someone on the phone if you just keep calling back enough times you'll get someone who just doesn't care and, and clicks the button for you um, but for the most part, those are the type of listings that you just really don't see worthwhile uh, going to fight to get them back. If anything, you know, getting those listings replaced, if, if that's still a thing, but who knows, that's something that looks like it's going to be getting patched up pretty soon. Something I think we should highlight, just to circle back quickly, is Chaz mentioned having um, the DBA or your business license match the GMB, um, there is a lot of cases where legitimate businesses at real addresses, real offices, um, they might have modified their business name a bit to include a keyword or a geo modifier. And, you know, there was, I, I know in some studies that was weighed a bit less than the real effect it had. Um, we tested that extensively. <laughs> yeah, extensively, and you know, strategic placement of the address and strategic keyword and city um, modifiers in the business name most certainly popped right into the map pack, the three pack, if you will. Um, so it definitely has some weight. So a lot of people gravitated toward that strategy. Look, it's really simple to get a DBA added to your business license or to your business, I should say, um, that reflects that name. And, you know, if, if you want to move forward with that strategy, I would put in put forth the extra effort to get that DBA. I, you mentioned it, but I don't want to brush over that because for those that watch this that do lead gen, hopefully your gears are turning. I mean, I'm white hat the whole way, as you guys know. But um, if you were to not be completely white hat, if you were to go to a state or city where it was relatively easy to acquire a business license and then loaded it up with DBAs, that would, you know, you'd be two steps toward legitimacy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's something to consider, especially for, I know a lot of legit businesses that, you know, they threw a, a keyword or a geomod in their name just to, because it works. Oh, yeah. yeah. And right so just take the extra step. And another thing, I love that you mentioned the, the, the shared office thing. Look, if you guys want to be more legit, if your client really wants to get serious about expansion, I mean, if you're working with $500 a month clients, it's, it's probably out of the realm of, of reality. But if you're working with real clients with real budgets and they really want to expand around the city for proximity purposes or into suburbs or neighboring cities or wherever, investing in that shared office space is 
the most intelligent thing you can do, in my opinion, rather than investing in black hat and lead gen listings for a legitimate business. Like that makes no sense to me. The money you spend, and I mean, this is kind of getting more into what Mike said. Now, that's why I want to circle back because it kind of, it'll connect you guys as two points, I think. Um, but, you know, the money you spend on that shared office and in small areas, we're in a small area. Um, the That PI company from the big city has a little satellite office here. We were going to buy the building that the satellite office was in. That's how we found out about it. And they meet clients there in the area, which they might. It's a, just a one-room little office. But more importantly, they have a GMB here, and they rank when you type in personal injury attorney or lawyer, what you know, any variation. That office cost them, I can't remember, maybe 200 bucks a month, they said. It was very cheap. And, like, if you sign one case a year and it's 2400 out of pocket it's a small area it didn't require much optimization mm -hmm. even if you're 3000 out of pocket and 2400 a year you only need one or two cases before that just makes sense to have over the whole span of the year so you know the biggest ROI in my opinion and you guys can check your uh, your GMB insights you know check your historic you know you can use a tool like localviking.com the premier GMB management tool. <laughs> but no, I mean, you can pull and look at your phone calls, then do the math on conversions and the ROI on GMBs through the roof. Mm -hmm. Spending those, that extra money is, is, it's just smart business. I mean, you spend money on every other hosting and links and design and you spend money on so many things and the tools to help you do your business. Like, that's that should just you know and you need to set the expectation with the client too that should just be a a normal line item as an industry we need to do better as we speak to clients to bolster that gmb line item in our proposal and say we know what gmb is worth we have the data on it um chaz to probably bring up uh, you know data on a little gmb operation we we set up around here and we have the numbers on it and it's you know it, it's <laughs> easy six really good six figures a year just off GMB in tiny markets. Mm -hmm. You get into big markets, I mean, we need to put more emphasis on the GMB and it needs to be higher price tags for clients. There needs to be more work done, more preemptive information retrieval. And, you know, we, as a collective, we need to do better with that. I think it was cheapened over the years, but now it's one of the most powerful driving force in local. I'm, well, I think, a, I mean, a few people actually like they literally would get Black Hat GMBs and use them to expand their clients' locations. Mm -hmm. right? And then when they got knocked down, yeah. the call volume suffered and, you know, looks bad. yeah, it looks bad. It's yeah. like, wow. When, if you had the proper conversation to begin with, uh, the, the investment needed to get a legit GMB listing is well worth it from what you're gonna get from that once it's optimized and, and getting some visibility. Um, I mean, in small area or easy six figures in a in, in a large market, I mean, you, you can build an entire decently sized business off the calls and leads you're going to get from your GMP alone. Um, we've done it in, in multiple markets and uh, it's why wouldn't you invest and do it right for the long term, right? That way, if it does get shut down, you have your paperwork in order and you're going to get that valuable asset back up, especially if it's your client. Um, even if it's just for a lead gen or, um, you know, whether you're, you're starting a little service-based business yourself, whatever you're doing, 
um, do it correctly for the long term. Uh, you know, dot your I's, cross your T's, get your business paperwork in order. Um, and if you want to add a keyword into that DBA, that's a that's a pretty good tactic there as well. Yeah. Um, got time to talk about link attributes? Oh, we we got plenty of time. Really quick before we jump, I'm sorry. Oh, I know you're SEO hungry, man. You're ready I love to jump. My links. You love your I links. Love my love links. Your SEO. <laughs> One more quick thing is, you know, speaking about the whole ROI and the money thing. I saw a question in LCT or a concern where someone was selling leads, and he was like, "Man, I set up a GMB, I get it going, I generate these leads, and then I have to build a new one and re-rank it." You know, once it gets hit. And so here's the thing for all of my, uh, all of my other side of the fencers, the black hatters who are doing the, you know, the GMB stuff. First off, when you're doing something, so uh, you know, it's an exploit. It's, I mean, it's the, in terms of SEO, I mean, the black hat not being used in terms of like hacking. In the SEO world, the most black hat things you could do are exploits, right? And the, the GMB is an exploit. So there's a reason why you see uh, black hatters over time, the ones who've really been in the game dec a decade or more, um, they start calling things churn and burn. And there's a reason. You know, as you do certain things, you know, utilizing certain strategies, it becomes less and less viable. And you have to start looking at your numbers and saying, hey, if I throw these spam sites up and I can generate you know, I can put five grand out out for these sites, the links, the dev work, everything. I can generate seventy five hundred off of it. I'm okay with that trade. I can do that four or five times in a month, and that's decent profit. I'm looking at ten thousand profit a month. Then it makes sense. But you're churning and burning. Your income's relying on being able to use that exploit month in, month out, and that gets dangerous as you know the exploits get out. People talk about it, share the strategies. They start to kind of uh, the vice the vice happens. It starts to constrict the viability of it. So what I tell people: if you're going to use any type of strategy like that, and even if you're not doing black hat stuff, but if you're doing more work to provide more value for GMB, whether that's listings to generate leads that are going to burn down, or just helping your client, like anything you do for a client, you charge them for. So it, it just goes into the cost of doing business. It's just another line item on your P&L. Like you have to say, okay, I know I'm going to get X amount of leads out of this listing. I'm going to pay X amount to get the listing generating those leads. It's just a cost of doing business. If you have to raise your prices, you have to raise your prices. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's something, you know, no one should ever be afraid to raise their prices, especially when they're providing value in accordance with the price they're charging. Bumping your cost per lead up five or ten bucks isn't going to break the businesses, you know, unless your quality drops or something. But, mm -hmm. you know, raise your prices and, you know, demand getting, you know, if you're at 80% margins and your model suffers and you have to drop to 65, then, you know, you have to drop to 65 if you're going to continue with that strategy. Raise your prices to offset the, you know, the, the liability of having to build more listings. But, you know, I, I think that's a big point. Like, this more work doesn't mean this more work. This additional work you're doing doesn't have to mean less profitability. It means you're providing more value and you should charge accordingly. I didn't mean to hold us up with that, but I know we talked about the ROI of the GMB a bit, and I wonder if you guys saw that post. I'm pretty sure it was in LCT. Um, 
very recently the guy was like, man, these listings are starting to cost money. And it's like, you need to make that reflect in what you're charging per lead or your monthly retainer. Like, don't work for free. Yeah. And if it's not worth it, then don't do it. Then don't do it. Then switch strategy. Yeah. Um, real quick before we switch to links, I want to give a quick plug for something free. Um, I know we talk about a wide range of strategies in the LCT group and in our videos. Chaz has a, um, a, a course that he made. It's 100% free. If any of you guys didn't check it out, go to localclienttakeover.com and grab the course for free. Um, we, we really did a good job on that. <laughs> uh, Chaz has like 80 videos and it's it's solid. Like I know you see Chaz, you know, he'll, he'll debate his strategies because they work. Uh, we power multiple agencies with it. We power Web20 with them. Um, you know, it's uh, the, the strategies definitely work. I'm, you know, I don't think he'll ever claim he he's he has the only way to do something. But his strategies work. If you want to learn them, they're above board. Like I said, we use them for all of our agency, our client work. Go check out that free uh, that free training. Also, we have a free webby coming up. Um, there'll be a little pitch at the end, but it's going to be so great value. Chaz is going to show results from live rankings. Um, well, result, live rankings from the results. We're going to show you two different ways to get uh, hyper-local rankings for GMB. And um, short webby, probably 45 to 60 minutes. So that'll be dropping next week, I believe, as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that and check out the free content. I figure since we're shifting from GMB, I wanted to give. Well, before we shift, I do want to give them some tips. To if, if, it oh, is, yeah. if it is a trust issue or anything, that with the rash of suspensions, stay safe. I want to maybe just talk about some of the things that we're seeing that can be helpful. Um, again, every listing is going to respond differently to tactics and techniques, but some of the stuff that I found to be helpful if I'm trying to uh, buffer my listing against possibly you know getting caught in the spam filter or the spam score and either getting ghosted or suspended. A couple of things that we saw was. Uh, having reviews just having reviews themselves on your listing does help that's uh that's super helpful and there seems to be um a special number it's not a big number it's like between 9 and 15 somewhere that uh, just from dealing with gmb over the years and talking with people at, at google that number seems to be important to your gmb listing um having reviews though is is one way that will help uh insulate possibly you know suspect listings another way obviously is making sure that you have uh, that it's it's the business has been uh, syndicated to info usa info group one of your data eggs uh, it's like one of the most trusted sources of info um obviously you know data eggs themselves are great the big one though is info usa uh 360 videos uh 360 photos uh another thing that we're seeing um, can help listings that have trust issues. So um, I like the point though about 80-20, if you have a bunch of lead gen listings that got suspended, um, is it a good 80-20 to try to recover them? Probably not, but in the future, you know, if you take some of the advice, try to insulate them possibly against, you know, any of the filters that come up or any of the algorithm updates. Um, but also, I, I, so one thing I did want to cover briefly, because this I saw in LCT the other day as well, somebody had obviously gotten suspension, and they said, well, it's a, a, G, a, a lead gen listing, and you can't recover it. Throw it away. 
Well, that's not absolutely true. Um, I have plenty of lead gen listings that I had to get, either get re-verified or uh, they got suspended and I got them reactivated. It can be done. You have to think outside the box. If you follow the steps that everybody else is following, you're going to get the same results as everybody else. When you start thinking outside the box, you can start seeing how you could possibly manipulate that to your advantage if that's you so desire. But So I do want to just put that out there that, you know, if it's a super valuable listing to you and it's been pumping a ton of value, um, they can be recovered if, if, if necessary. I mean, there's ways to do it. Um, it's definitely, you know, but it is a good 80-20. So I do want to put that out there because I did see that mentioned in the group this week. And I, you know, whenever somebody says that, there's, Mike and me were talking the other day, and he said something, you know, there's no absolutes in SEO. And I agree 100%. That's a case in point where most people would say, oh, my listing's suspended. It's a fake listing. Just throw it away. It can't be recovered. If it's super valuable and it's worth 80-20, it can be recovered. Um, so, I wanted to add that. I think my final general advice on the whole GMB thing, I saw a post in the group, I think last night, where someone was saying, hey, what, which vendor has the listings that stick? Mm. <laughs> and yeah. I responded to it. And um, my advice to everyone, I don't care what vendor you use, um, I don't care if for some reason I'd start selling verifications tomorrow, which I, I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not. But like, stop buying them. Just, just stop. Let the dust settle. Let things calm down. Like, it's not a vendor thing. Like, if if you buy a listing that's stuck, like, it you're lucky. Like, it's it's not. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not a vendor issue. It's not a method issue. It's not an account issue. It's not even necessarily a trust if it looks good or not issue. We've seen, we've seen just stuff die. <laughs> like it's a very volatile environment. Just stop buying for a bit, let the dust settle, reevaluate, and just kind of ease back into it. Um, you know, Google just went under the antitrust investigation, the federal investigation. They're catching a lot of slack. Like there's gonna be a lot of turbulence just in Google in general, whether it affects GMB more or not. We don't know. But we can bet, if I'm a gambling man, if I was making a gambit, my final gambit on GMB, I'm not building any black hat listings in the f near future. Go <clears throat> relax, like, like let, it, let it go. Like, there's a, a bigger chance of you wasting money now than mm -hmm. just well, we know Google's go. going at it. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah they made it very clear. Don't jump in front of the moving train. Exactly. <laughs> Moving on to the next topic. We're going to talk about the other recent news, link attributes, and that's the change there. Yeah, no, that's definitely an exciting one, um, or possibly not really. We, we don't really know yet, right? We're going to have to do a lot of tests. Um, but it's interesting to see that, and I, I think really Google just wants us to tell them what our links are. Are we posting them? Are we paying someone to get more? Because, I mean, Google knows people sponsor links, you know, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually very common to try and get in front of another audience. But um, so the real question is, I don't, I think really what I really want to see is not so much how are the sponsored links or user generated or no follow links, but how do, how does Google treat links without any attributes? 
And I've also saw that you can use two attributes together. You could use more than one attribute on the new links. So those combinations or no combination, that's going to leave a lot open to to what they're really looking at or how they're even taking that kind of stuff into account. Do you do you think there's a possibility? I, I guess the scariest thing becomes uh, they're they're not going to probably do or create a situation where if it's a sponsored post and you label it sponsored but don't mark the link up with the sponsored attribute like hopefully that doesn't have a negative ramification because there's a lot of webmasters like think local businesses and sites that might allow sponsored events or posts like their webmaster can't be held to that Mm-hmm. to that level I would hope not so ho- hopefully it's like you said it's going to just be another vehicle for them to collect data and data on their links that they're crawling um, but it, it is super interesting because uh, it, it's a good thing I think as long as that doesn't happen because you know I think a lot of companies that actually go for the traffic the relevant traffic and the PR which you know we know the power of advertorials and we use them before with great success and you know, not having to worry about, you know, a marketing company that isn't very sophisticated in the SEO department doesn't have to worry about negative ramifications coming from them buying sponsored posts and the webmaster not marking it up correctly or, you know, not labeling. They can just buy their sponsored posts. It's labeled sponsored. It has the attribute. And in that case, they're just buying the visibility, the traffic. The referral so. traffic. Exactly. So that, that, that's a good Possibly thing. Possibly trust. Know? Some maybe authority, maybe. relevance, trust, topical relevance. You can get that through it possibly. Maybe, yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, that if they're taking, which, to, you know, a sponsored post, you know, and there was another, uh, another article recently about Google actually on apache.org mm. buying a, a link from there and other people buying obviously it's their sponsored links Google's mm. response to that was they should have been no followed not and that doesn't correspond with that it should have been sponsored right I mean literally John Mueller said they should have been, those links should be no followed so it's it's leading me to wonder we're not exactly sure if the, the user-generated content links and um, the sponsored uh, attributes pass any type of equity at all, but it's interesting that they're separate out from no follow. When you know no follow doesn't pass page rank, though it does pass relevance and trust and authority, it's interesting that they made that distinction now. Um, where sure. it possibly, I mean, it's definitely worth testing. Can we push any type of PR? you know, equity, it's with them. Interesting you brought up the Apache situation because I, when I read that, my eyes rolled so far back into my head reading John Mueller's answers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nothing against John Mueller, but like those answers are so ambiguous. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, well, just because they're there and they're not following the correct protocol doesn't, don't think that that means Google's giving it, come on giving it any weight yeah. it's like so google and the rank brain like they're doing incredible things with mm-hmm. determining sentiment of content like google's incredible don't underestimate it at the same time don't overestimate it while when google crawls apache which is undoubtedly indubitably 
A trusted site. A trusted. I mean, very. A seed site, possibly. I mean, it is. Like, that is a very trusted. I mean, it, Apache is like it's the, the backbone of the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're such a big part of the interwebs. And you can get a link on it for 6K. <laughs> Is that all they cost? The bronze level was 6K. Yeah, well, we're 20 about to be on Apache. We said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. John Mueller said, you guys will figure it out. It's do follow. Google will figure I it out on its own. So, so the, the 6K ones are actually no follow. Oh! You have to spend a little bit more to get the to do follow. To get the do follow. That is a link. So the platinum level, though, only costs 125K for the platinum level. You got five of them. Ugh. Yeah, the top, get one of them for every brand we're kicking right now. But no, like, like his answer was like, come on. It was the answer that a spokesperson to try to prevent spam or build confidence in a, in a, in a system is supposed to give. It was, I was like, come on. Look man. at the sites that actually got links on the bronze There's level. So it was like casino sites, sites yeah. and exact match, affili exact match <laughs> domain <laughs> affiliate sites. Like, dude. Yeah. What? No, these links don't mean anything, but that's why Casino site got a link on Apache. Yeah, I like the for six K. I'm assuming you're referring to that Twitter thread, that back and forth between a gentleman and John, <coughs> and the guy was like, "Yeah, but there's like terrible sites that John's oh, like, oh, don't worry, Google knows not to get yeah, all right. We only give the quality. Yeah, Google knows. Google knows <laughs> all right. None of the affiliate sites. That's why we just made a new link. I mean, TVNs are still trust. moving rankings, but Google knows not to look at the those Apache outbounds. Yeah. Come on. Why would they make new attributes if they knew it already? So that's really the question. Here's a, here's another interesting thing to ponder. So I, I don't want to get too deep. I know the last conversation us three had about this. I got a little deep into my my thoughts on no follow. I actually don't want to go that deep. My thing is there's entire sites that just no follow all outbounds because that's what they're supposed to do. And if Google is relying on only do follow links to rank websites, then now they just lost the ability to pass PR through all of these huge authoritative sites that would definitely, having a link or a citation from those sites would definitely be indicative of authority and trust and all of those things. That's why I said years ago, I got crucified for saying, you remember, man, people hung me out to dry. They said like, yeah, that's bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, guys, don't think that you can no follow something and you're really, that attribute's gonna just change Google's machine and you're gonna have this control over it. Well, I like, think there was a comment on that with the new link attributes they released about the hints. They're yeah. gonna look at no follows. See, and that's why I'm wondering if they didn't say, hey, if you're no following a sponsored post, we don't want you to do that anymore. Because I actually don't think they want to pass trust through sponsor. Based on John's response, John Mueller, looks like they want, that's referral traffic. You're buying that for the traffic. Yes. It'll have no trust exposure. And they don't want that data to mess with the no-follow data that they're using in their engine to rank sites. Just, it's apparent. I mean, we've seen it for I mean, years. Like there's those. plenty of tests out there, too. We've done tests. Other, other well-respected SEOs have done tests. No-follow definitely has positive impact when you use it correctly um it's it's, um, it's it's provable yeah so i'm wondering if that isn't i'm wondering if we don't start to see based on the data they get back from the introduction of these attributes if we don't see more over time more to, exactly to farther kind yeah. of define what your links that, are trying to that's do that's actually 
that's actually possible. And, that, and it tells, it helps train right brain too. Exactly. That's why schema. It's the same thing. It is. They love to be able to read that code easy. Yeah. Know exactly what they're Agreed. looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's exciting. There could be a lot of positive uh, Lots benefits. Of tests. Gotta test this stuff. See, see if any of them are moving the needle. Test on if you test, test on low comp stuff. Test across the board on a lot. That way you can see movement and brand new, brand new stuff too. People with that still maintain decent sized networks. I think a really neat test would be, and we'll have to do this as well. Where you know we have uh, two sites. I mean, it's not going to be the best controls, but if one, you know, we drip out, you know, maybe 25 to. 40, 50 links over a time, keep the sponsored attribute across the board, mm -hmm. then the other side drip them out without. I mean, we know without what's going to happen, it's going to move that needle. Like, actually, that's, we wouldn't even need the other side of that. But just test the sponsored using yeah. your network. I mean, it's just an attribute in your link. Um, see if you can see any type yeah. of relevant. You can test on relevance, you can test on just ranking, sure. pushing rankings. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what we're going to do, right? We'll, we'll probably test on our networks. And, you know, those that still maintain networks, it's an interesting test. We'd love to hear about it. Um, ping us, drop it in the group, let us know what you well, find. Drop it on the thread. for. So we're going to have a, SEO Vault's going to have a thread, a permanent thread in the local client takeover group. You can do, it'll, it'll, we'll have AMAs on there. If you have questions, ask your questions, we'll answer them live here. We'll announce uh, new episodes. We'll have visitors um we'll, we'll announce this on there as well so yeah yeah it's gonna be a lot of test fun. results I mean, that's we, we oftentimes have uh, a lot of guests that fly in and come to visit yeah. us and yeah, you know it'll be a cool opportunity to get them on and you know we can i mean we, we work with people that employ a ton of different strategies and and methodologies and you know we definitely want to they've all expressed interest in jumping on here and talking about it with us so it, yeah, it's gonna. I think it'll evolve into a, a pretty cool a staple of the community, if you will. But yeah, to anyone still rocking networks, uh, you know, that's we, we'd love to, to talk to you about it. Drop, you know, if you want to just drip out five or ten and see if it moves the needle, we'll probably test larger scale, a bunch of sites and more links. But um, you know, let, let's test it out. But that that could be a decent theory is that they're trying to differentiate sponsored and paid placements that are getting no followed from true no follow editorial links and stuff mm -hmm. so they cannot assign value to your sponsored or paid yeah. links and still assign the value to the no follow. It's definitely a, a good theory. Definitely. Well, we'll know if we had, definitely if we see an increase in, in the power of no if, follows. If, well, it, it'll also be cool if we see, if we do the sponsored test and we see jumps. Yeah. That would be extremely interesting because then we have to go back and say like why, why did they make the attributes right? I'm also curious from an on-page standpoint, linking out from your site. If a site only links out with sponsored links, what does that do to the site Ooh, itself? That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Does that bring down your documents? And you know, like PR sites and new sites like PRs, would those all be user generated? You know. Oh, damn, that's, yeah. Whoa. yeah. He was waiting, he was waiting for the SEO spot, wasn't he? <laughs> no, that was good. That's a very interesting points, man. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun doing a lot of tests on that for sure. Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. Down the rabbit hole we will go. 
Uh, I think that was a great first episode. Is it, is it inappropriate if I sign us out with finger guns? I don't think so. No. We could all sign out with finger guns. Oh, I don't know if we should all do it. <laughs> that might have been too We just much. did like a wave of finger guns. It was guns. a wave of finger guns. This was the SEO Vault, the very first episode. We'll get it out to you. We'll come to you every week with SEO Vault. Except latest, greatest SEO news updates. We'll have AMAs. We'll have interviews of, of other industry experts. Um, thank you for joining us. On behalf of Mark, Mike, and myself, this is SEO Vault.